welcome, 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 welcome. That is so many effing welcomes because we have been on our Christmas holidays for so long. Um, this is the Fret Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Say hi, me. Hi. I've forgotten how to do it. It's been so long. Um, you are also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Oh, absolutely. It's, it is the way that we need to start the year, isn't it? With the classic lineup. Oh, It is. Yeah, it's just... It just feels so right. It does. It does. Like a, a, a comfy uh, duvet on a, on a cold winter's night. <laughs> and let, let us be the comfy, comfy duvet to your ears. <laughs> this is pretty much a signal of how this podcast is gonna go. I'm I'm running on yep. running on very very little sleep. Um, and yeah, ditto. Yeah, so yeah, let's uh, let's do that. <laughs> I mean, before we get into like podcastiness, there's just been so much, so many things go wrong over the past um, like three weeks. Like we've. We've had a a, a boiler uh, that's that's gone south. And that's expensive. Yep. We had a leaking bath, which that's <laughs> I mean that's annoying. We had yep. uh like yesterday we thought we'd uh, we'd broken the um, the oven as well. Which I. So what you're saying is you've just destroyed the house that you've you've got now. Yeah, like hemorrhaging money. Fortunately, <laughs> it was only the fuse that went. It was some some silly little thing tripped the fuse. But when when the fuse goes in a normal place, it would usually like turn the telly off or something. But we were looking around and there was nothing else that was gone. And we're thinking, shit, like we 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 need to pay out for this boiler. So like. Adding on top of that, a uh, fucking hob and a and a, a cooker unit. This is just—it's the worst timing ever. Um, but no, I, I went. I went and found the fuse box today, and um, turns out that that and the boiler are on the same uh, same um, power line. So it was only yeah. two things that uh, that went off. But it's it saved me a bit of hassle, and I. I was I was loving it today, knowing that I don't have to shell out more fucking money. Um, but that's like that's that's just the the shitty part of Christmas. There's been lovely bits too, as as always. Have you had a nice Christmas, Matt? Um, yeah. Let's just not talk about Christmas. Cool. <laughs> I mean, how about the the general relaxed uh, holiday? Not even, not even that. Didn't didn't get any relaxed holiday. Worked until three a.m. on Christmas Day. Got home. Didn't get a Christmas lunch. There was a family emergency. I went back to work on Boxing Day. Holy shit, man! That is <laughs> that is Grinch levels of uh, Christmas fuckery there. That isn't it. Yeah. So yeah, we just don't talk about Christmas this year. It didn't happen. Sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. On roll on Christmas twenty twenty. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh aside from aside from the the 
snowstorm of uh, bullshit that you've been been pelted with. What have you been up to, Matt? Um, I've been promising myself that, like I did last year, I'm not going to spend any money. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm done. I've got a completed rig. Like, I, there's nothing else I could possibly, possibly want. So, I bought four things. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Go on, let's uh, let's unearth some of this stuff. So, let's go from biggest to smallest. So, I, I. One of our friends and one of the guys who's been on the podcast, uh, Chris, um, has decided that he's getting rid of a lot of his gear and he's going to uh, what's the one that's not the helix? He's going to the head rush, yeah, the head Head rush, yeah. So he's going to a head rush, which meant he was flogging his origin, and I knew that he got his origin on a deal. So I was like, "How much are you looking for for the origin?" And he's like, "Well, this is what I paid for it." So. This is what I'd be asking for, and I'm like, I'd be willing to pay that. <laughs> so yeah, I've I bought a Morris Martial Origin twenty. Um, is that the obviously combo or the the head? Yeah, it's a c- combo. Yeah, I think it's a one ten combo, but it might be a one twelve. Nice. I can't remember. I, I vaguely I, remember it being one ten as well because I think Chris uh, made mention of that, saying how he he was expecting it to lack uh, lack some bottom ends. Um, and it just didn't. Yeah, and from all the reviews I've read online, like um, people are happy with the amp. Obviously, I've I've had the five for a while now. I say a while; it's like six weeks, eight <laughs> weeks, something like that. <laughs> That's you know? a, yeah, I've had it, had it for ages. Yeah, <laughs> um, and obviously, I'm I'm happy with that. Um, it means that I've now got a smaller amp that I can use for smaller gigs. I've still got my AC30. That means I can leave the Hayden set up in a practice room and never have to worry about taking it out and moving it around and all that kind of yeah. All so that has- hassle rather than the pack down and and pull up. Practice room is set for practice room. Then yep. you've got your gigging amps, and then you've got your practice amp as well. Yeah, yeah. It just means it's it's it leaves me kind of in a, in the best kind of situation. I've got two options for a gig. One then for can be a backup if absolutely needed. Yeah. Um, I've got, I can just never ever pick the, the Hayden up again until we change where we practice, which is unlikely. Um, and I've got the, the, the Origin 5 at home for, for cracking on with home noodling. Home noodling, yeah. Speaking of home noodling, last year we did the, well, we, we, <laughs> we, challenged ourselves to learn a song a month didn't we and we got about yeah we, i think we got seven in which weren't <laughs> bad that's that's the majority of a year uh um, yeah the majority there we go yeah so that's not bad i think we should probably come up with another challenge for this year um yeah we probably I, should i'm not entirely sure what though and i i just i imagined that doing it on the hoof rather than having some prior thought about it <laughs> would would probably not the greatest idea. Well, I was I was imagining that it, it would it would come come through like some miraculous like epiphany, um, but it <laughs> it really hasn't. So um, I'm going to leave this one up to the listeners and and like ask for some suggestions in the uh, in the podcast group. What do you think our challenge should be for this year? And anyone who puts like uh, Eugene's trip bag from uh, from the Crossroads movie or like 
the entirety of like Canon Rock or Through the Fire and the Flames, you can get to fuck. <laughs> it, it, it needs to be realistic. Um, I was yeah. I was thinking because we we focused a lot on the kind of lead work last time. I was thinking maybe doing like twelve songs, like a song a month, with some interesting rhythmic parts. Maybe. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. Because I think I, I think I need to be better at rhythm guitar, and whenever I go to practice rhythm guitar, I end up playing lead because that's fun. No. Why would you? Why would you do that? Because possible re- reason have you got for ignoring the rhythm parts and playing a lead part when it's just you at home alone? I see. Because the middlies and the whittlies, <laughs> they're the best bits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we need. We do need to sort something out. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's my uh, proposal for it. Um, if if y'all as the listeners are cool with that, suggest some um, suggest some really cool rhythm guitar bits yeah and again don't be coming at us with speed metal because oh yeah we neither will, of us we will ignore you yeah i said <laughs> yeah neither <laughs> yeah i said interesting yeah. rhythmic parts not ridiculous juggers <laughs> and wuggers yes yeah. yeah neither of us are really chugger or wuggers i mean you've got a, a couple of ibanezes so you're more chugger and wugger than i am I mean, you said yeah i've got i've got a few ibanezes however the the one that is the most kind of metal orientated has P nineties in it. Um, the, the like the other Ibanez has single coils, and that's, yeah, I suppose there's this one behind me, but we shan't talk about that one. <laughs> that's why it's sat in the corner. It's been a bad Ibanez, bad Ibanez. <laughs> that's how that's how we shall treat our, <laughs> our, yeah. our errant Ibanezes. Yeah, we just tell them they're bad, and then we still play them anyway. Yeah, put them in the corner. I tell you, what's the plural of Ibanez? Uh, One Ibanez, uh, two Ibanezes. Uh, uh, Ibanai? Ibanai. Mm. That was mentioned on the Guitar Nerds podcast this week, and I didn't think it sounded right there either. I I haven't listened to that in months. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm allowed to say that, but I haven't. No, you, you can. <laughs> you've, got, you've got no obligation to do so. Um, I will say that I completely avoided their gear of the year this year. Um, as as wonderful as it, it may have been for those who uh, in, were involved in it. Uh, and, and to be fair, in the Guitar Nerds um, group, there seemed to be a lot of people who, who got on board with it. I, I got maybe maybe like two hours into the first one and really stopped caring. So I just turned it off and just said, nope, not for me. That reminds me, I wasn't here for the fret talk, like live gear gear picks. You weren't. That you did yeah. with uh, Joe and Stuart. You weren't. And none of the pedals or amps or uh, none none of the stuff that got chosen <laughs> would have got got where it where it ended up had I been on the podcast because you were given tens to things that needed a three. And you were given like eights out, and I wouldn't have given it a single point. And you're all very, very liberal with your points. I think we were by the end, yeah. I think because it was like two hours in, and we just wanted it to stop. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, yeah, I, I, just, I can't remember what the, what it was now because I listened to it when it, the day it dropped, and that's like two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, now. it was like uh, Christmas Eve Eve, weren't it? That one. 
Was that Christmas Eve Eve, or was that was that not between Christmas and New Year? I, d- I didn't think it was. Maybe it could have been. No, no, the one the one we did was Christmas Eve Eve. Oh, I was think. It? I don't think the other one was. So it's probably actually only about eight days ago or ten days ago, something like that. But I can't remember what it was now. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, like I, I I remember being annoyed at the order that you came up with. <laughs> I know. But you know, it's it's me, and I yeah. always I always have a different opinion on stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is absolutely your role on this podcast to to contradict uh, <laughs> contradict the the um, this the status quo. Uh, yeah, and I like I know Stuart was on the podcast, but the Antares drive was the best piece of gear from last year. Yeah, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt, and I was fully championing that as well. Um, but it, it didn't technically drop like, yes, last year. It was the year before. Um, yeah, but it was all about gear that yeah. you'd got that year, wasn't it? So yeah, and you you got that last year. So how, I did. How about as a quick a uh, quick one? What would your top uh, top three be then? Top three bits of gear that I got last year. Yeah. Um. So I couldn't have my Hello Sailor stuff. So that because that came the year before. So it would be. The Les Paul that came from Andy Ferris, uh, right the on. Tate Effects Raise the Dead, and the Tate Effects Antares Drive. Bang on, bang on. I mean, I'm I'm going to give a, a a shout out to the Hello Sailor stuff because I feel it got a uh, got unfairly shafted in in the uh, in the picks. Uh, yeah, like the Range Master that I've got is absolutely just it's it's immense um and it started me off on a journey for range mastery goodness uh so i have to i have to doff my cap to that one um yeah and it's not the only uh not the only hello sailor and and the the fact that you've got uh you've got two hello sailors and now there's potentially potentially more coming is <laughs> a testament to the um the quality of the pedals, isn't it? Yeah, so I suppose that's that can go is, is kind of the next thing I'll talk to about what we've been up to. So today arrived my third Hello Sailor effects pedal, um, which is a Kossoff drive with an inbuilt boost, and he calls it something. It's, it's a some sort oh, of boost circuit. Free range, isn't it? It's not a free oh, range, so I haven't got a range master in mind. So oh. I said, I've, I've already got a range master. Have you got any other type of boost you can put in there? Okay, yeah. Um, and he was like, "Yeah," and I can't remember what it's called. I'm going to go back through the chat and. Is um, it the um, the AMZ boost? No, it's called something different. <laughs> Great I internet radio. Did searching for things internet radio. <laughs> <sighs> What's it called? Like. As soon as I see it, a rude mood it's called. It's a rude, rude mood, mood boost. The rude mood boost. Yep. Rude mood boost. Boost. Um Yeah, so it's basically it was a free range chassis. Yep. And it's actually got free range painted on it because the chassis was all done and, and dusted and he was like, I've got a few, which ones you want? And I was like, That's got Thor's on that's got Thor on it, I'll have that one. Um, I was like, any chance you can change the boost in it, though? And he was like, yeah. So he's put a, put this uh, rude mood boost in it, yeah. um, which is a slightly different flavor to a, a Range Master. Um, really nice sounding boost. Yeah. Um, but 
I bought. I, I was actually just going to go for a cost off drive, but then I decided. Well, I, I might as well just. Yeah. You know, when in Rome, yeah, and, yeah, and and have the extra. So it's a blue and green. Um, like I say, not quite free range, but pretty much a, a free range with a different style boost in it. Yeah. And um, the cost off drive. Um, I I plugged it in. I've only played it at low ish volumes, like not even quarter cranked the um the or, the origin five yeah. tonight because by the time it arrived uh people were home and i don't want to like yeah. annoy the neighbors of course yeah. whereas i'm at home tomorrow in the daytime when i know they're all at work so <laughs> yeah you're... tomorrow i will have some fun <laughs> yeah so i'll be able to, to crank it but from from the half hour i played of it this evening um the cost off drive just absolutely nails that 70s kind of martial tone that you you know you recognize from all basically all rock music in the 70s yeah yeah much like the yeah. blends do the uh the pickup side of it the cross yeah. off drive does the drive side of it yeah absolutely it just it it does sound like uh marshall turned up to you know to, to that's going to set on fire and that's the best kind of marshall but it's it's doing the the marshall just just pre-fire but without the fire hazard yeah, I mean, I, I, I hopefully, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless the pedal I mean, just I starts, didn't, I, I didn't get any fire from the pedal, but you know, yeah, not yet. <laughs> but I, for, like I say, from the, the the half hour or so that I've I've had of it tonight, I'm really impressed with it. Um, yeah. I can't wait to be able to play it through a bit of a, a louder amp tomorrow. In the yeah, yeah, when people aren't around, I, I absolutely need some proof of this. <laughs> oh, there will there will be some video footage at some point. Beautiful. Um, that's I adding to the list. I've also bought a bigger pedal drain pedal board because a Novo Twenty Four isn't big enough anymore. And I think whilst I'm taking all of my pedals off my old board and transferring them to the new board, I might do some demos of some of the pedals before they go on to like as I'm doing it. Yeah. Excellent. So I might record like three or four videos all at once. Beautiful. And send them over for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to uh, to host some of that stuff. Some more budget pedal yeah, mat. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, get some more budget pedal mat on the go. So, yeah, so that's the next thing I bought, which is a, a pedal train. I want to say it's Classic Pro, but, like, none of us, neither of us. Um, I bought this off Steve, um, who I talked about a few times. Yeah. With the, the, the nice guitar collection. Just had it lying around, and he was like... I, don't use pedal boards that size anymore. You're welcome to it. It's the biggest one that Pedal Train used to make before they changed the names to, of everything to Novo something. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it was Classic Pro, but, you know, whatever it is, it's it's like 32 inches wide and however tall. And just it, it means that I can have a stupid amount of drive pedals. Yeah, well, this was something you were talking about uh, the other day in our little, little group chat, weren't it? Um, that... How many drives is too many drives? <laughs> yeah, and I suppose that's like one for the listeners as well. Like, is it ridiculous to have seven drive pedals on a board? Because um, that's what I think I'm going for. Yeah, I mean, yes, I think it is, yeah. But is well, like, is, I have reasoning for it though. So I want a vintage sounding light drive and a modern sounding light drive because you don't want the same light drive tone for You Really Got Me as you do for Chelsea Dagger. Yeah, because they're they're two different songs. They both have light amount of drive, but it's a very different flavor of drive. Yeah. So I'm going to need 
two drives set up in two different ways for that. Then I want like a medium game drive, which would be the cost off. Then I'll want like a heavier drive, like a, an OCD. Yeah. And then I'll need a boost, a lead boost, but I want a different lead boost for the like the- classic stuff than I do for the modern stuff. So I'll either use the Range Master for the classic stuff or possibly even that um, Rude Mood boost that's in the cutoff drive, depending on which one kind of sounds a bit more classic. Yeah. And then I'll have my Tube Screamer, the the like left-hand side of the double mat, as my kind of like more modern-sounding boost. And then I'd still need to get the Razor Dead on there. <laughs> because, yeah, what board would be uh, complete without ridiculous fuzz yeah I'm, like i actually use ridiculous fuzz now so <laughs> yeah yeah you've uh you've told us about the uh the places in which you put ridiculous fuzz <laughs> I, I i also have some like actual places where it, it actually belongs as well like we're doing muse's version of feeling good which absolutely needs that balls to the wall yeah. kind of like fuzzy you know glitchy right on the edge of kind of overloading your amp kind of sound yeah which I mean, Matt Bellamy is known for that kind of just pure dirt sound, isn't he? Yeah. So the new band's doing that, and uh, there's a few other places where, like, Fuzz kind of actually does fit in. And the more I think about it, the more like, yeah, I probably should just put it there and not there anymore, but I'll probably still put it in both places. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, uh, that is the temptation when you've got, and it is a fantastic sounding. Uh, fuzz pedal, isn't it? It is. I mean, it it does exactly what you what you want with fuzz because uh, fuzz face circuits they they sound a bit underwhelming until you whack everything to uh, or at least the the gain all the way up. Yeah. Um. So it, you might as well just not have those controls and just have that that good sound and just. Be able to attenuate that to wherever you want it. Yeah, it, it absolutely makes sense, and it's a, a, a really good sounding pedal. And then the last bit that I bought was just I needed another power supply because I was going to add some pedals to the board, and I've used all the outputs <laughs> on the pedals of power supply. <laughs> so I bought a power supply that Chris was selling along with the Origin. <laughs> yeah, weren't that another question that you were asking in the group as well? Yeah. So before Chris mentioned that he was sent. Uh, to selling yeah. one of these, um, I was like, maybe I should go to like one of the modular power supplies, you know, the, the Strymon Ouija or the... Yeah. I know it's not called the Ouija, it's called the Ogi or something, yeah, but yeah, it's basically yeah. the same yeah, as Ouija. Ouija. Yeah, it's good for it. And um, there's, what's, there's a gig rig that do the, the other modular one. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple of other suggestions, but like Chris was already selling this, and I'm like, yeah, I'll probably just use that. I'll just, you know, if I need to have three power supplies underneath my board I'll have three power supplies underneath the board well yeah why not I mean you can run them all on a uh, extension lead like a uh, four four way extension lead and you're not taking up any more um, power outlets than you would with one so yeah it makes sense yeah and I th- like that's what I do already and at least now I've got something that will power the M5 because the, the M5's got a stupidly high draw. I think it's like 500 milliamps or 400 milliamps. So at the moment, because I've, I'm using all of the slots on the power supplies that I've got, um, I've been using the, the power supply that came with the M5 as well just to power the M5 on its own. 
But if I've got a power supplier that's going to power the other three or four drives that I add to the board, yeah, that that also has a five hundred milliamp out at nine volt. Yeah. I'll just plug that, and it'll it'll actually mean I'm not using any more plugs than I already do because I already use a, a one four way from for my stuff anyway. So oh, beautiful. Yeah, get it. Yeah, just just makes sense. Yeah, oh, the the M five is really a pedal that I need to revisit. I've got it kicking around somewhere. Like it's it's the most handy thing in the world because when the new band was like, let's do Lonely Boy by um, what are they called? The two piece, the Proclaimers. Uh, they're not the Proclaimers. Two piece. Um, the one the the album's called uh, El Camino, and I can't fuck. I can see the nineteen seventy five. No, no. Um, oh my god. El- I'm having a mental block. <laughs> ah! it's, it's like it's like mental charades. This isn't it. <laughs> yeah, but I like. I'm pretty sure if you if you don't know who no, the album, El Camino, no, the Black Keys, the Black Keys. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So at the start of the one of their songs, yeah, they've got a Digitech whammy that um, drops an open E down two octaves. Now the oh. M5. Does that has a pitch shifter, and you, if you put an expression pedal in, you can make it go down two octaves. So I bought an expression pedal, which cost like forty quid, yeah, um, and turned my M5 into a whammy. I I can also use it for war if I want. The war sounds are all right, but I probably won't. And I've still st- can still use it for delay and any modulation that I don't already have on the board. And if I wanted to reverb, and if I wanted to piss the audience off, I could use it for drive as well. Oh yeah, the uh, <laughs> the drives are not they're not great, are they? No, but the rest of it is is really good. Yeah, yeah. I I, I haven't plugged it in in a long time, but I remember the um, the delays and the reverbs being especially quite nice. And yeah, the delays are fantastic. Yeah, really weirdly, something like the tri-chorus was was really good sounding as well. Yeah, so uh, when I used to use it as a chorus, I used to use that tri-chorus sound because I just thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not not normally a tri-chorus person. Like the the chorus I've got obviously is based on the the old CE2. Yeah, but... tri- tri-chorus is usually far too much, isn't it? But that that one sounded really good. Yeah, well, the the, the depth control was really good at kind of or I can't remember if it's depth or mix that's the it calls yeah, it. it must, you know, it must be the mix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it 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 makes it usable. Yeah. Yeah, because it, I mean, it, it runs the risk of being extremely 80s, doesn't it, Tri-Chorus? It, it does, and like, if you have to use it in the 80s sound because you're playing an 80, 80s covers band, it does do that, but you can also make it usable as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can dial it back and it sounds it sounds quite nice. Um, yeah, I vaguely remember the Univibe being alright as well. Um, I can't... I- I can't say I've ever, or if I have yeah. used the Univibe, not for a while. Yeah, you've not ventured down the dusty end of the M5. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of, I've set my patches up, and I just use my patches now. Yeah, I, I like just thinking back because, like I say, it's been it's been a very long time. Um, I don't think it stands up against the uh, the shaky Jimmy. I think the shaky Jimmy's just got that. <laughs> it's because it's an analog circuit rather than. Like being converted into digital, and then, then the process being like the processing being added to. It. I think the the shaky Jimmy's got just more of a, a an open and natural sound to it. 
Um, speaking of shaky Jimmy, hey, hey, um, so uh, there was a no talk all tone, uh, shaky Jimmy, which was uh, a cheeky cheeky release, um, just before Christmas, um, with one of the coolest artworks that I think I've ever done on a thumbnail, um, and then this week, literally today, on the pedal boards of doom. Yeah. Um, I got my finger out, edited the uh, the full version, and got the uh, got the full review of the the shaky Jimmy as well. And I mentioned it quite a bit on the uh, uh, on the the second of our two plus hour um, Christmas specials, <laughs> um, and it seemed to it didn't seem to resonate with too many people. And I think now, now that those videos are out, it might it, get it. Yeah, it might get a bit of a resurgence. I don't know, but hey ho. I've, I've also got another vibe to be um, to be um, demoing, but I'm going to save that for this week's no talk all tone, which happens to be uh, something. Um, the hubcap John uh, sundial fuzz. Um, so that's pretty standard no talk or tone I do again I do like the standard drive sounds it sounds alright and then crank the crank the fuzz up and then it sounds delicious um, it's got a like a three way toggle switch for uh, different cap values you've got like a full uh, full range one and like a bass heavy one and, and like a really tight and focused version uh, and then I run it into like a driven amp because why the fuck wouldn't you uh, yeah which sounds like <laughs> it sounds like the the speaker's about to flub, which is brilliant. But at the end of that um at the end of that video, um I've done a little thing where I, I I put up pictures of four um four pedals which I haven't reviewed yet and I'm asking the, the viewers to, to choose my next one and one of those is a vibe. So Maybe fingers crossed. How how many vibe pedals do you own? I mean, let's let's not get into that, Matthew. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I asked. legally, I'm not going to I'm not going to commit that to tape because <laughs> I I could be liable. Yeah. Um, so, so, so yeah. Um, I mean, the hubcap John stuff. I I did a little bit of uh, like when I first got them. I did uh, like. A, a pre-video uh, little Instagram stuff as well, where I uh, showed showed the range master as well. Which, just for for the sake of Matthew here and you as a listener, you're gonna have to think about it in your mind's eye. It looks like this, which is uh, pretty fucking cool. That is pretty fucking cool. Uh, so, for the listeners, it's the Iron Man uh, Iron Man one, and the the little it's got a couple of little toggle switches on it, which have got like. Mark Mark One, Mark Three, Mark Two, Mark Four, and Mark Five. So it's like the armors of the Iron Man, which, if if you're not a Marvel fan, is yeah. is a detail which is completely lost. But I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty nerdy, in the rightest possible way. Yeah, and it goes really well with my Thor on the front of my Range Master. My sorry, my Kassoff oh. Free Range. Oh, we have we have completely got the the episode title this week, which is it's got to be the Avengers of Tone, hasn't it? It's it's got to be. <laughs> yeah, 
That, that sounds sounds perfect. Yeah, where's my pen? I've got to write that down, haven't I? Because I, I will forget that. <laughs> we are we are the Avengers of tone. We just need uh, Lee to get like a Hulk, Hulk, a Hulk pedal. I reckon yeah. he he might look good in uh, in some skin tight lycra. I reckon he he might do a black, black widow. Black widow, yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon that would be good. What would what do you say? Avengers of tone, weren't it? Avengers, Avengers of Tone. There we go. Beautiful. That is locked in and ready. Right. Uh, what else have I done? Oh, 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 yeah. Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So between, between the period of Christmas and now, um, both me and my, my good friend, uh, Mr. Adam Yeomans went to Guitar Guitar, didn't we? And you, oh yes, you did. You, <laughs> you know that a, a story starts well when it starts with me and my friend Adam Yeomans went to Guitar Guitar. It it always ends well. Well, normally it's either you spent seven hours trying different strats, or you spent seven hours trying random guitars, and we go from there. Well, yeah, I mean. It's more of the latter. We didn't we didn't look at strats because um, I think Yeomans has now got seven, uh, and and I think he feels that that's probably enough for now. Um, for now, being the operative kind of qualifier. Yeah, well, he did. <laughs> it like a couple of days after that, he was in receipt of a um, a rather tasty custom built strat for him, which was based on the specs of um, Gary Moore's strat. Which um, we have since taken to a practice room and put it through his his Honey Boy amp, and my gosh, that guitar! My gosh, um, it's got a it's got some Fletch uh, Fletch custom wound pickups in it as well. Um, they are um, I can't even remember what they what they called. Uh, I don't I don't know if they've got a name. Um, but they are um, wound to the specs of the custom shop Gary Moore pickups, and they are tonally, tonally delicious. Yeah, get on board with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he's um, the the Fletcher pickups on it are beautiful, as uh, as I mentioned. The um, the neck was made by uh, by Matt Loxley of Loxley Guitars. Um, yeah, which has got this beautiful. Um, it's like an oil finish, so it feels like you're playing just natural wood. Um, but it's it's like a beautiful caramelly colour, and because the the neck's got this real beautiful flame on the back, the uh, the oils really brought that, out and it's just it looks it looks yeah. just dirty, stunning. Yeah, it, like from from the photos, which I I assume don't do it justice, it looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's a bit pinker in real life actually, um, which is nary a bad thing. It's it's a it's a very very nice guitar. But we're not here to talk about custom built Stratocasters. We're we're here to talk about <laughs> uh, an incredible yeah, because, uh, because along with getting a custom guitar yeah. that he picked up <laughs> like a couple of days later. Yeah, and this, what, what else? What else happened at Guitar Guitar? So I'll tell you the story of Guitar Guitar because it was it was an interesting day. 
so we went in. Uh, we just went for a little bit of a look around because the, the plan was um, that we were going to go to the pub, um, but I happened to be in town uh, around that time um, a little bit early. It was around like three o'clock or something. Uh, and he says, oh, yeah, cool. We'll we'll pop up guitar, guitar to just kill the time between now and then. I was like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> so we went in with, with no real no real goal, no real aim, uh, just to have a look about. And he, he, he kind of settled around the, uh, around the Gibson area and went, those, uh, those Les Paul standards, they, uh, they look quite interesting. I haven't tried one in a while. I'm going to give one a go. It's like, yeah, that sounds, sounds fair. I really like this kind of tobacco burst one. Looks a bit slashy. Um, we'll give it a go. We tried it. Absolutely beautiful guitar. Sounds amazing. Um, he was quite quite happy with that one. Um, then strangely, um, uh, a bloke came up to us uh, like, who heard me and, me and uh, Yeomans play. Uh, it was like, oh, you, you guys are really good. Um, there's a, a an Epiphone dot up there that I, I really want to, um, like, I'm really thinking of buying. Do you mind just trying it out for for me so that I can hear what it sounds like being played? And I was like, yeah, sound, whatever. I, I played that. Yeoman just played that. That sounded really good. And they're like, wow, this is <laughs> this is a pretty nice guitar, and this is this is a lot cheaper. Perhaps I should get myself a semi-hollow. Um, then we tried, um, there was a, uh, one of the, uh, the, the double cuts, the double cut juniors, yep. um, which the, the pick guard looks as stupid as it does in the pictures. But again, it was a really nice guitar. Uh, I was really impressed with it actually. Uh, considering it doesn't have a neck pickup, it take, it would take a lot to impress me. Um, but no, I was I was very uh, very impressed with that. And while we were playing this uh, this double cut, one of the sales assistants uh, who was uh, like showing another guy around the shop just like came up to me and handed me this this other what looked like just a like a Les Paul, just a, a normal Les Paul. He says, "Here you go, buy this." I'm like, yeah, okay. That's, that's a custom shop, that is. That's a good a good four grand's worth of guitar. I was like, whoa, oh wow, uh, thank you. Um, so we're we're trying this uh, this guitar, and the, all of the other guitars before that, the standards, the the dot even were were lovely guitars. They were lovely. Yeah, I know where this is going. <laughs> That custom shop was double extra super lovely. Uh, it it just it was it was so much better. Um, and it, this is not like a like uh, one of those um, uh, what what do you call it placebo effects. It weren't one of those. It weren't where I was just thinking, oh, this is an expensive guitar. It has to be better. It. Like unplugged, the guitar would sustain. It sustained longer, and it sang. The pickups were voiced beautifully for this guitar. The neck profile was apparently the neck profile was uh, based on a uh, uh, a custom a collector's choice. Sorry, 
uh, net profile. So it was it, it, like yeah. these these were specifically specced for guitar guitar, and they would like they hand chosen all of the different points to the point where they got their own personal um, uh, numbers on the back of the headstock, like serial numbers. They they weren't like under Gibson serial numbers. They were yeah, G, they GG were. number. Um, and Which is just insane. <laughs> yeah, so a little bit special. So that I mean that was interesting. And so we played this one and thought, wow, this is this is a really nice guitar. Um, and then the the bloke says, oh yeah, we've we've got a few more from this range, like from these like hand selected ones. There's a couple couple of different top choices. Um, just just try try a couple eight. So we try we ended up trying like five different. Um, custom custom shop <laughs> les balls uh, through no fault of our own. May I add, this was very much the salesman uh, doing a well. He's a, clearly a, clearly good at his job. Then he's, he's, he's doing a stand. He's, he's seen some guys who were clearly know what they're like, what guitars are, and what you know what what the benefits of a custom shop over those guitars are. he's seen you enjoying normal guitars and he goes i've got guitars here that play twice as good as that yeah let's go is, and give them that this is the uh the dealer isn't it he's opening his overcoat going this is the good shit right here come on come have a look at yeah. this um, yeah you don't want you don't want that shitty shit that you're looking at there what you want is one of these yeah. one of these bad boys that's for the that's for the normal people that is that's that's for the Th- those people who can't can't tell the difference between the stuff. This is the good shit. Uh, so he handed us these um, these ridiculously pricey um, custom shop um, Les Balls, and we went through like four or five of these different ones, and th- and each and every one of them sounded different. Which you wouldn't think. You think if they're all spec the same, they're all um, they're all theoretically on paper the same guitar. Um, the the variances in like woods and the variances in like pickup material, e- even though like it's the same the same wire and the same magnets, those tiny variances gave all of these guitars different characteristics. Yeah, and we ended up back on that first one. Like we just we 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 came back to that one because it was just the best out of the lot. It was like the cream of the crop. Number 32 it was. The reason I know this is because when we did eventually go to the pub, um, Yeomans didn't stop talking about their guitar. It's like, oh, I really like that guitar. I, I think I'm going to buy it. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> Just casually dropped four grand on a guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after a couple of points, um, he he uh, put the put the offer in on the uh, the guitar guitar website and then a couple of days later it arrived um so yeah we went to we went shopping for a four grand guitar magical experience so, no no you went shopping and accidentally came home with a four grand yeah. guitar <laughs> i tripped i fell i now have a four grand guitar <laughs> yeah is that uh, what you almost said to his missus when he got home? <laughs> uh, I tripped and fell, and now we have a full and guitar in the way. <laughs> well, let's let's hope that she does not listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I think I think we're safe. I think we're right. Yeah, 
Um, it's, it's three and a quid, babe. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, this is this. Yeah, really cheap. This one. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. The the custom shops where they where they put all the ones that don't really do. Like they've got a couple of floors, so they they go to the custom shop for them to get fixed, and then they go out yeah. for half the price. Yeah, so, yeah. Sell sell them off at a cheap price. <laughs> So yeah, that that was the uh, the guitar safari as as Joe Bonamassa calls it. Oh, he's a bit of a <laughs> pompous dickhead, isn't he? Um, but you've you've also played um, rather expensive Les Pauls yourself, I have, have you? Not? I have. Um, the most expensive would be Collector's Choice Number One, um, and I think. There's two versions of Collector's Choice Number One, and I've played both. So there's a like non-relict version and a relict version, and they don't call them relict and non-relict. They call them new stock and new old stock, or something like that, or new stock and like exact clone or whatever. Like I yeah. don't know what they what. The, uh, but uh, so Steve has one of the pristine, like the Collector's Choice One that would have come out of the factory. So the, it's based on Peter Green. Les Paul. Yeah. Um, and the the one that Steve's got is the one that's come directly out of the, the shop. And then Mick Dodd, who's been on the podcast a few times, um, has one of the, the, like, the, the relic versions. And even Steve thinks Mix is a better version of the Les Paul than Steve's own one, um, to the point where um, he wants it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's, it's just that good. Um yeah, just phenomenal guitar. Like what the collector's choice does is is just it captures that essence, but you don't get any of the kind of issues that have you have by the time a guitar's been around for sixty years. It's, oh yeah, you know yeah. it's 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 not the same as when it came out of the factory. Whereas like these are the same as when they came out of the factory because they came out of the factory three years ago. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not my personal favorite, but I think the I think Mix One is the most expensive guitar that's like come out of Gibson's Custom Shop that I've played. Um, my personal favorite is Collector's Choice Number Five, which is Donna, which has a slightly fatter neck. It's not like the uber fat fifties neck, but it's not quite as thin as the sixties neck. It's yeah. like somewhere in the middle, and it's it's just in exactly the right place. Like. Um, I remember when I was down at Steve's and played it for the first time, I just played one of the ones with a slightly thinner neck and I put the guitar on and as my hand went, like literally just, just to play a chord and Steve just looked at my, looked at my, like my face and went, there's something about this guitar, isn't there? <laughs> I was <laughs> that, like, yeah, that's the one I'd base. I'd played a bar chord and I was like this neck and then played a bit, played, played around on it a bit. And I was like, that's perfect. And he went, yeah, that's my favourite one as well. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I'll put my hands up and say that I, I very much, very much have been in the camp that, well, can a four grand guitar be, be that much better? And it's, it, it it's a, a, like the law of diminishing returns, isn't it? With, with guitars like that. With, with the fact that, is that four grand guitar four times as good as like the the standard that we were playing? Well, like three and a bit times more. And you go, no, it's not. 
but that extra little, that extra 5% that it gets on it. Yeah. It, it turns it from being like a, a solid working tool to being just otherworldly, like a magical experience, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like the difference between good and great, isn't it? Like, like it can be a good guitar, but it's like a great guitar is better. And yes, it might cost a lot more money to get to great or nigh on perfection. But when you when you play one of those, you understand why people pay so much money for them because they just there's something else about it. It's not that it's four times better. It's just that it. It makes you feel different, and it's it's almost impossible to describe, but like it's definitely a thing. Oh yeah, yeah, and I I'm on the fence of as whether to like encourage our listeners to to try those if they haven't, or if I tell them to not open Pandora's box because like I now know what uh like a, a incredibly refined custom made instrument from the Gibson uh, factory feels like and I can't unknow that I can't unfeel <laughs> the feel of that guitar yeah and everything that you play now that isn't one of those will feel slightly disappointing but only for the first five seconds that you play it because you'll then start to enjoy playing the guitar again and you'll totally forget about that feeling. And, like, it's it's an experience in itself. And if you're not somebody who is going to obsess over and, like, work yourself up over trying to get yourself towards that, like, I've played those those guitars of Steve's that are, some of them are ranging up towards 10,000 sort of £10,000 that they retail for now because they, they made a limited run of them. That run is gone, so you can only buy them secondhand. So it's not the price that Gibson sold them for anymore. It's the price that the market determines. And like they, they go, like the that CC1's going for over ten grand at the moment. Yeah. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be able to... Oh, until, unless something ridiculous happens, like I win the lottery... I'm not going to be able to spend £10,000 on a guitar. So I will never own one of those collector's choice number ones. But I think I'm better off for knowing that that guitar out there exists and having yeah. played it just because like, they're, they're just phenomenal. And I, I like having the memory of playing that guitar. Yeah. Fortunately for me, my my best mate owns one. So... <laughs> <laughs> the chances so when you play, go to practice yeah, yeah you also play, play in a band with them yeah yeah so yeah so my my ability to be able to play that instrument is increased somewhat <laughs> um but yeah so it's a bit of a, a bit of an experience we are somewhere in the 50 minute mark um we should probably do something which isn't relating our own egos um because we've we actually prepared some material for this uh, this podcast. You wouldn't think so with the way that we've just prattled <laughs> on about our own lives. <laughs> um, but hey ho. Uh, so there was a question, um, a question that I found kind of trawling the internet, um, 
and it really sparked a bit of interest with me. And I thought we may may have some really different opinions and some different suggestions for this question. So uh, there's a dude who um, has realised that his ability to transport his rig is very limited. Um, he doesn't drive. He can only get public transport. Um, currently, he's got um, a, um, on a combo amp, and there's absolutely no way that that's busworthy. Um, so he needs a solution of a transportable rig. Um, so that can be uh, a, uh, a head, like a lunchbox-style head. It can be um, like a digital solution, or it can be like a mixture between. Um, and we've got so the idea is that we need to think of uh, some solutions for that and ways in which you could get around that. Uh, I've got quite a few, but I, I'm really interested into hearing some of yours because you sounded like you did a lot more research than I did, Matt. I, I've done quite a bit, of, so I've looked at different ways of doing it at different price points. Okay, yeah, I, I've got something very similar. So, um, what's your first price point? What's your kind of lowest thing? So, the lowest thing for me, I've gone for a Hotone Britwind 75 dual floor. I've got that as well. <laughs> um, along with a Shure Ace analog cabinet emulator. The, this, the, the Britwind's got um, cab sims on it. I didn't read that far down the thing. It's got, then. It's got switchable cab sim. Well, in that case, we could sod the, the, the sewer off and you would just have the, the hot one. I didn't realise it had cab sim in it. Yeah, it's got a switchable cab sim. The XLR, uh, XLR and line out has a switchable cab sim. So Sorted. So that's uh, 199 quid. So yep. uh, for for those who don't know what it is, it's essentially it's like a, a, a two channel lamp that you that sits on the floor. It's like a pedal, uh, but which which acts as an amp. As you mentioned, it's 75 watts, so it puts out enough to power a speaker if you so desire. But it's also got the straight out the uh, the XLR direct out, which can then go direct to desk. So that's that's it seems like a really really great solution, and the further up that we go, it doesn't actually get any easier. <laughs> it just gets more. You get more yeah, features. Yeah, more complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for, so this seems like like the perfect thing, pretty much. Like two hundred quid, you've got uh, your two channels are an AC thirty kind of clean, and yeah. a Marshall style plexi drive is it yep uh, exactly and, that and they've got you've got um uh eq and controls for each so they're both separate you don't have to global anything um yep. and yeah so it's, it's got all of these these switching options which is fantastic and what i didn't realize is there's built-in reverb as well Oh, is there? It's got it's got digital reverb in it as well, which means I can get get rid of one of the pedals off my pedal board. Mm. So, like in a in an ideal situation, you could, I mean, you could just gig that, uh, but because this guy he's he's looking at getting like multiple like multiple versions of versatility out of it. 
uh, I think the fact that it's a switchable two-channel amp is that's that's adding versatility straight away. Yeah. Um, possibly get a couple of drive drive pedals, some modulation maybe. Um, and I think you sorted with that something like like a Joyo tube screamer to push the uh to push the Marshall into like silly gain. Um, maybe like an OCD clone or even an OCD if you if you're feeling flush with cash. Um, on top of that, as well as maybe like a, a phase ninety, um, maybe a bit of chorus for some cleaner sections. So my my suggestion, rather than doing that, is buying a Line Six M Five. Bang on. Instead, so you buy the M Five if you it, like it'll do whichever of the modulations you want, or if you'd rather do delay, it'll do that as well. You've got built-in reverb, or you can use the reverb from the M Five, and then really you just need to either get a, a tube screen or some sort of boost because if you've got two, you've got a clean and a. A, a kind of rhythm drive in your amp yeah. already, you basically need either a tube screamer or some form of boost to just push it over the edge. I reckon with our, with our budget solution, we've solved this problem. <laughs> so, you know. Um, yeah. Right, next next tier up, what have you got? So, my next tier um, goes quite a bit more expensive. Well, it, it's... It's more than double that, but it's it's kind of the next tier where I could get something that doesn't sound broadly similar to that hot one. So I I, I looked at some of the Moore preamps and maybe pairing yeah. them with cab sims and stuff, and actually it just sounds the same as the the Hotone, and it's going to come in at like more because we've got to add the cab sim onto the end of it. So yeah. I ended up looking at the two note stuff. Oh, excellent! Yeah, cool. So if we go for the two notes Le Crunch, just because it's on offer, um, it's down. It's two hundred and eight pounds yeah. down from two four nine, rather than the two. The I, w- I would have gone Le Clean because you can then just put the, whatever drives in you want. But the the Le Crunch does have a like a a clean and drive. It's just a a, a crunchy clean, at, like on the edge of breakup clean, and then a drive in it. Sounds like um, the best kind of clean. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. So um, I've gone with that and then pairing it up with a two-notes torpedo cab M. I think you've you've got a really versatile rig there as well. Don't um, two-notes do um, uh, a, a full preamp um, pedal where it's like multiple preamps or am I thinking? Am I, has, I, has my research done some? I <laughs> didn't see one on their website that doesn't yeah. mean it wasn't there because i was actually looking for the Leclean when i was on their website okay uh, so um, i'm not sure whether they, if they've got one that's got some multiple of them in maybe go for that but that's probably going to push the price up again yeah so th- this all in for the kind of quote-unquote amp if you look at the preamp plus the cab you're looking at 430 quid Okay, so, so two hundred eight and two twenty eight. Yours is has come in a little cheaper than my my one. Um, so you would you you're probably not going to be surprised to know that my my option next is the HX Stomp. Um, yeah. However, I was thinking if I'm comparing that to the the Hotone, that's got a seventy five watt amplifier built into it, which 
if if you're running the HX stomp into into a desk sound, if you're expected to backline, then you are absolutely up the creek. Yeah. Um, unless you're like running it into the front end of someone's amp who, who's there, like at the at the venue, and then that's you you opening yourself up to all kinds of mischief there. issues. Yeah. Yeah. And and the way that the um the way that the stomp works, I'm not entirely sure that you'd be able to like just simply switch off the the cab sims and the amp sims or uh um, patches. Yeah, it's just yeah, so yeah. So I've gone the I've gone the HX stomp. Um and and mentioned that it's got no XLR out and it needs an amplifier. So I've gone for a Behringer KM750, which is basically just like a a, a rack power unit. Uh, I think it comes in at 109 quid. That the the HX stomp is 379. Um, so that's the best part of 500 quid, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So that gives you that then gives you the option of um basically any guitar amp, uh, pretty much. Um, as well as yeah. uh, multiple cab sims, so you can mix and match. You get like six, um, six slots per uh, per patch. The uh, the access stump. So obviously, like one of the patches is, might be taken up by like the amp, and then the cab sim, maybe a reverb on top of that. But you can then also have like say three additional patches. So you. That's taken out your need for uh, for any modulation, any any reverbs, any delays, stuff like that. So you from that you you're pretty much an, an all encompassing unit, which could could work. Yeah. Um. It it as we've said, it's it becomes more complex, so it's going to take a little bit more time to dial in, and as uh, Maximum Gibbons from the Wymag podcast has. He's literally just bought uh, an HX stomp, and he said that the uh, the the presets on it that come with it are not great. So you you are required to to have a bit of a faff with that one. So it's it's a bit of a uh, a a bit of a thinker. Whereas the ho tone is straight in. You get in your your tone straight away. It's all all there on the surface. Uh, yeah. and, I'm going to give a um, uh, a shout out to the audience Sono as well because uh, that's around that price um, and it's like a valve driven um, audio interface but I think it can work in a live situation as well uh, I went for the stomp purely because I think more people will know it um, yeah and then yeah, and that's that's why I went for the two note stuff because like people will understand what you're saying, or yeah, you'd hope because it's it's a, a fairly commonly used one. Uh, so I I then went I, I didn't go any pricier than that, but I've gone for like alternatives because at the moment we've we've kind of stayed around the kind of solid state or or digital uh, digital modeling uh, side of it. So I've gone for like some some lunchbox heads. I've gone for the Origin 20H, which comes in yep. at 249. Obviously, on top of that, you will need uh, 
you 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 got to make sure what the, the the venue that you're going to has has a cab, otherwise, and, you, and that it's the right ohms for your head. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the heads have multiple uh, loadouts, don't they? Yeah, I think off the top of my head, I believe the Origin has an eight and a sixteen out. So yeah, you you're probably gonna be all right. Uh, so we've got the. Uh, the Origin 2028, 20, which is 249, which isn't bad, I thought. Um, the Vox MV50, so they've got like four... In fact, I think there are five different voices of it now. Yep. Um, which, they're coming in at 99 quid. And again, this, the same kind of thing where you need to be pairing uh, a speaker. I know for definite that they've got a 4 rate and a 16 uh, out because the power... Rating changes based on the um, the the speaker input that you the using or the the impedance. Sorry, um, yep. but that is literally the size of a boss pedal, so <laughs> that <laughs> can fit in your gig bag, and that is ultimate portability. Um, Absolutely. And then there was I I did a, a a strange little bit of googling, and this one might might not just make the cut but i thought it was well worth a mention so uh gear for music have got their own um kind of in-house brand of uh guitar amplifiers uh, and i've actually tried one of their uh solid state ones and it sounded pretty good um however they do some valve stuff as well uh this one is called the valve 5 which is a five watt head, lunchbox style head. Um, so five watt has an eight eight ohm and a four ohm out. Has a clean and a drive channel uh, with independent volumes. Has a shared two band EQ. The only drawback of it that is that those channels not that I could see weren't foot switchable, which was a bit of a drawback for it. However. When I tell you the price of this, you probably won't care. Eighty nine ninety nine. Buy two. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> have one have one set to each channel. There's my clean channel, here's my dirty <laughs> channel. Yeah, but you'd yeah. need like a line selector then as well, wouldn't you? And two. Yeah, tabs. you get a get a electroharmonic switchblade plus for twenty three quid or whatever they are. Oh there you go, banging. Yeah. Buy two of them. <laughs> I think Matt's Matt's gone to gone for a winner there. It's 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 really strange to think that you can buy for the for under the price that it costs for the 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 Britwind, which is essentially like a seventy five watt law pedal. You could buy two guitar heads. Yeah, that's mental. <laughs> uh, I can't attest to the the quality of the sound of these, but. Like I say, I've tried I've tried one of them and it was it was a decent sound. Yeah. Um Yeah. And obviously Hotone have got things like the Purple Wind, haven't they? Which is like the the five watt the um valve heads as well. Are they valve heads? Then they're not valve. They unfortunately they they're not quite enough. Um Right, to, okay. Yeah, because otherwise yeah, I would not gonna cut it. Yeah, they they're ju- they're just not powerful enough. Um yeah, they're they're great for home use. Maybe even a studio if you if you're cranking them, getting some some decent kind of cooking on that. 
but it's it's it just I don't think it would survive a rehearsal, let alone a um a, a full blown gig. Say, yeah, yeah. That's that's why the the seventy five watt thing was such a great idea. And they also do really weirdly. They do just the power section of the the uh, the nano legacy floorboards as well. I can't remember what that was called, but that that was a little bit cheaper as well. I think that was like ninety nine quid, and it's just like the power section of it. So you could run like a like a Moore preamp pedal yeah. into that into one of those, and then you you absolutely sound. Uh, did yeah. you have any more on this one? Yeah, so um, I went with a money no, money no object version as well. Cool. Um, so. I'm going to keep... Oh, I'm not, actually. I'm going to replace the M5 with HX FX. Oh, yeah. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to replace the drives with a Boss OD2 so that you've got a bank of different types of drives, so you've got a load of different sounds. OD200, you mean? OD200, sorry, yeah. yeah. OD200, yeah. so you've got like a, a bank of different drive sounds because obviously if we're, we're keeping this compact... That basically becomes your your pedal board then. So you've got a HX effects and then a load of different drive sounds. And yeah. then because that's probably taken up most of your pedal board, you buy yourself a victory copper. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> Which is a lunch yeah. it's a lunchbox head. It it is absolutely it, that. They're, they're, in fact, they're probably more compact than the ones that I suggested. With with the uh, the exclusion of the MV50 because that is tiny because the the victory ones are quite small. Why didn't I suggest the um the the full full fat helix? Why why was why was that not a thing? I like my personal opinion for not picking the full fat helix is it's too bloody complicated for me. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. So I, I managed to have a go on one recently. For the first time. Um, and you're right, all the built-in sounds are fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, you, like the audience wouldn't be happy with them, let alone you. Like, they, they are poor, the ones that they've got. That You know, they, they're named, like, cl- very close to a song. And yeah. th- wh- whoever's done it has gone, right, that song has chorus on. And they put all of the chorus stuff at 10 and it just becomes unusable. And then, it, like, oh, that one's got phase on it. So the phase is just ridiculously, like, drenched through it, and you can't hear. So you need to sit there and spend so much time fixing all those things. And then when you get to the amps and stuff as well, you've got to EQ the amp right for whatever you're playing it through. So if you're playing it through a PA, you've got to EQ it right for going through FRFR flat response stuff. Yeah, and then EQ the desk flat. But then, if somebody's EQ'd the desk because they don't like your sound and they've taken a bit of top out, you've then got to manually go in and check. It's just far too much faff. Far too yeah. much faff. The ones I've gone with are an amp sim and a cab sim that have, or or just an amp sim, and they've got three band EQ on there that you can sort it all out on the fly. You don't have to go into settings. You don't have to go into a menu. You don't have to go through the third menu. You don't have to check that you're not changing your drive menu or your phase menu or your flange menu or your delay menu. You're changing your amp menu. You, you, there's none of that faff around. And like as much as the idea of those 
all-in-one units are great. I wouldn't be able to... I'd get frustrated very quickly. I don't have patience. I'm I'm not somebody who could sit there for hours and fix all those things. I just want to be able to plug and play. And I think the options I've come up with are very quickly, you'd be able to get a usable sound, whereas the HX Stomp or the HX, um, the Full Fat HX, I think, yeah, uh, so Helix, I think I'd, it, it would it would take you a good while to get the sound that you were looking for. Yeah, and I think even if you are au okay with that kind of stuff and you, because I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that, like dialing in the tones. I managed to do it with the um, the, the predecessor to the, the Amplify, uh, which again, like the the stock sounds are, are just not quite there. But if you if you spend a little time and dialing dialing the uh, the EQ section and you dialing uh, dialing the compression just right, it starts it starts responding and feeling a lot nicer. I wouldn't mind that. I I can do that. I can do that for days. It's what you mentioned then is when when you're at the gig. When you're at the gig and you're you're under the pressure, you're under the the the, the time uh, time frame. Okay, you've got five minutes. You need to set up for this room. Go, and you plug in, and it's it's not quite right. You're then faffing about with oh, just just let me wait. Just gotta get this menu. Just and then you okay. I'm I'm in the right menu, but I've got to save that preset and I've got to make sure I balance this preset with that preset and. Yeah, yeah, fucked. Absolutely fucked. Just that in and of itself is enough for me to go. Nah, fuck it. Um, yeah, so. and I know because obviously we mentioned that I've bought Chris's Martial Origin because he's gone to a, a thingy, uh, the other headrush football, yeah, the headrush football yeah. or whatever you call it. And he said that he went for the headrush over the Helix because. It's got a lot less options in there, so there's a, there's no option paralysis, which is another thing that I would have if I ever had anything with Helix in it. Like, uh, what should I said, Helix HS effects, that'd be great. But like, do I have which of these 230 different chorus pedals do I pick? I'm going to be there yeah. and go and uh, which one's the boss CS2 yeah. because fuck it, that's the one I know, and I, th- I think I'd be done with that. And maybe the the, the head rush would be a better idea for me, but I've never seen one, let alone had a chance to have a go on one. Yeah. So I don't know enough about it. And it's not something that I can learn from a YouTube video with those kind of things. You need, you need to experience it to kind of work out whether it's something you can do. Like it's all well and good. The sales rep from head rush flicking through the menus and going, this is really easy. And it's really self-explanatory because he fucking made the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you go to Anderton's or GAC or whatever, they're, they're trying to sell you the thing, so they've yeah, spent they, time learning it. it. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not just going into it on the fly, never having seen one before. So I don't think it's something you can get from YouTube unless it's somebody that you know is literally plugging it in for the first time. Like, if, if Andy did it and he said, right, here is me unboxing it, I've never touched one, I'll go through the menus and stuff, I'd... I'd see how he did it but even then he's already had a helix so he's got a kind of basic understanding of the stuff i've yeah. never touched any of that kind of stuff yeah yeah and i think that's because I, I i have grown up with that i, I had a um uh a, a line six spider valve um and i i had that 
that exact thing where I had to like adjust preset volumes on the fly and save presets on on the the face of the yeah. and that was only I think well there's about twelve controls all in on the front of that amp, and that was enough for me to <laughs> like sit back and go nah it's it's, it's yeah. too too much faff. I mean, early on in the podcast, I said I'd never own a Mesa Boogie because they've got like 15 knobs on the front of them. Yeah, it, I mean, there's more more dials on that than there are in the in the dashboard of my car. Yeah. So, and, and that's and that doesn't have any like preset menus and different types of menus and then yeah. like different options and changing yeah, so, the and you got a, a five analog. billion band yeah. Five billion band EQ if you want it in the HX. You can tweak all of the different frequencies if you really want to. Yeah, yeah. When you when you're getting down to like the the uh, the amount of sag on the the valves in the the guitar amp, you're like, okay, this is there's <laughs> there's a lot of options in this. Yeah, I'm like it, it would be fantastic. And if I had if I could have somebody to program it for me, and yeah. un- and I just tell them little bit more of this a little bit more of that i'll tweak this this way and they could just do that for me maybe i'd have one but yeah i, I can't came afford with a, a road i can't yeah, yeah. If, it came, if it came with a hx butler i can't afford that i'm not like yeah yeah it's 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 like the the idea of a kemper fantastic yeah the but practicality again, of a kemper they, not like, fantastic it's it, it's a toaster size head and there's a thousand knobs on the front of it. Oh yeah, Kempers are daunting. I I've been face to face with Kempers before. Uh, there's there's various um, uh, exhibitors at the guitar shows that have Kempers, and like I, I'm not a technophobic uh, guitar player. I, I like I, I say I'm I've, I've very much kind of been. Uh, I've I've grown up side by side with the development of Line Six, so I I it's it's not something that scares me. I looked at the front of the Kemper and just went, no, no, no. I don't even I don't even know like where the volume is on this thing. That's it. Like they do, they don't even have like labels on their on their knobs or like there's there's no like this is the big one. This is clearly the volume. Everything else kind of like sits in a place. No. Just because there's so many screens on the front of it, all the bits that aren't screens have knobs on. Yeah. How am I supposed to know what does what? Like, I just, it, like, I looked at one and was confused, and it wasn't even switched on. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling, like, I, I can almost f- see the future where Stuart Tate is going to put a picture of the, uh, the Abe Simpson angry man shouts at clothes uh, for this episode. And I, I think he's... One hundred percent, he's he's justified to do that. <laughs> I think it's probably a good place to end the podcast as well, um, because we, we we've spent probably twenty minutes ranting about how technology is. Oh, technology! <laughs> um, Too confusing. Yeah. Give oh. me give me a Vox amp with no EQ and just let me plug my guitar into it got a tone cut knob that's backwards just like the clean knob on the anteras <laughs> uh, yeah me and joe agree we're, we're we're sound with that it's literally called the the knob says above it clean, clean. 
And if you turn it to the right, it, there's no clean. And if you turn it to the left, there is clean. Call yeah. it clean blend or call it, yeah, call it clean blended out. Yeah. And, or mix. Yeah. And, and then it makes it. But if you call it clean, then yeah, you're not to the right me. is more clean and to the left is less clean. But that's not what it said. It's to the right is less clean and to the left is more clean. Call it something else or invert the pot. I mean, if if he if he weren't doing the Abe Simpson before this, he definitely is now. He definitely is now. Right. Um. Oh yeah. We we were gonna uh gonna mention, weren't we? Before we before we do our little wrap up, we was having a having a little think about. We we listen to to other podcasts. Um. And there's there's quite a few other podcasts that do uh, a lot of Patreon stuff. Um. We are not one of those podcasts as of yet. Um. But. For 2020, this new year, we are looking to do like a, a massive push um, for um, kind of like driving this podcast. Um, and the, the the way that we see that happening is is doing some um, some kind of focused advertising campaigns, like using Facebook and whatnot, um, and like. Just like the, the the running of a podcast costs money to do, um, so we uh, we were wondering if uh, if uh, a Patreon link would be would be of any interest to the the podcast listeners. If this is something that you you feel that you would you'd like to help us out and give us give us a bit of cash to try and help make this podcast a bigger and better thing. Um, like we absolutely massively appreciate all of the support that that goes in this podcast because we get loads and loads. Like um, in in the podcast group itself, the the, the chat and the banter in in there uh, just adds complete value to our um, like to the experience for us. It's great having the feedback about uh, how people enjoy the podcast. And getting involved and calling Leah Belland, which is uh, just <laughs> it's just like the the, the cherry on top. It's never of not going to make you smile, is it? No, no, it's exactly <laughs> that. Um, and the, uh, people who take time out of their lives to uh, go in like the live live chat when we do uh, the live shows is absolutely uh, it it brightens our day. Um, but yeah, so for the next kind of the next step of the Fret Talk podcast, we need uh, we need a bit of clout behind it, and the way that we do that is is kind of getting getting the podcast in people's ears. Uh, and there's there's no real alternative to that than kind of advertising it, is there? Uh. Yeah, unfortunately, it's kind of like we've grown kind of as much as we can organically, I guess, at this point without starting to push it towards people with advertising or whatever. Yeah. And uh I think um if if it's something that you'd like to to help us out with um just in in the Facebook uh the the Fret Talk podcast Facebook group just let us know if you'd be be receptive to uh to to donate in be it like patreon or be it like a gofundme kind of campaign or some something along those lines to kind of help us out um with uh pushing this podcast to the next kind of next level um because 
that's kind of what we see for uh, for this. And what I uh, don't want to do, uh, I know other, other people are, are completely cool with it, and other people like other podcasts do this, and I'm not I'm not being judgmental at all for people who do this because it's it's the way that podcasting works. Um, but there's uh, there's a, a kind of a, a paywall uh, with with certain content con- uh, content with other podcasts uh, where like Patreon uh, subscriptions like equate to like more content um, and realistically as for us adding more content to this is is not really that possible because we we do uh, we do like we podcast as much as we can we do it for the love um and but we 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 um sink into it as much time as we can um and i also um i like the idea of the podcast being really inclusive and not um not hiding content away but being being there for everyone no matter if you are in a situation where you can financially support or not. Um, so I, I've always been of the opinion that this podcast is a free podcast. This podcast is uh, for the people and I, I will drive it to be free for as long as I possibly can. Um, so that's that's kind of my ethos behind it. And if you, if you agree with that and if you think that that is a, a noble cause... And if you think that that is something that you would get behind, just let me know, uh, and I will look into getting something uh, set up. Um, I don't think we've ever done that before. That's uh, interesting, that is, isn't it? Yeah, and and like we said, like there's not going to be any any content hidden for those people that are are donating. It is literally just if you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to help us out more than anything. it's 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 just there to to kind of help us get us to the next level if we can get to that next level we'll have more like we had six or seven giveaways i think last year in total yeah um, yeah the, the 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 higher up we get the more clout we've got to say give us some stuff to give away to our listeners and and unfortunately like like we say we're gonna have to start pushing ourselves out there in in one way or another and yeah, the, the, that's kind of our, our next level. So if we can do that, and there are people who'd like to support us, we're not asking for a thousand pounds. We're asking a couple of quid here and there. Well, well, if, if, I mean, if, if, you want if they're to. offering that, if, if there are people who are who are willing to offer, let, let, let's not let's not stop them, Matt. <laughs> yeah, but like always, say it's like yeah. In it, 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 all the podcasts have like a, a buy the boys a beer kind of thing where you you donate some money and it, it it lets them buy a beer whilst they're doing the podcast. We're not spending this on any money that comes back in is going to be reinvested into the podcast. It's not to for us to go and drink down the pub. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I, I would I would not feel comfortable in in taking people's money just to kind of give myself a cushy ride. Um. My entire entire thing is that this podcast is a is an amazing thing, and I absolutely love doing it. And, and like you said, uh, the the bigger we get, the more clout that we've got, the the bigger companies will want to uh, um, uh, 
affiliate with us and will uh, end up giving us more stuff, which realistically I don't have space for, so I'm not going to keep <laughs> a large portion <laughs> of it. Um, and we we do do those giveaways where, like, and we've we've done them with uh, with uh, Tate Effects. We've done uh, the the massive um, bundle that we did with some Hello Sailor and some uh, JSA stuff, amongst some other other things with um, Dave Rage. Yeah. We did the uh, the string butler thing. We did oh shit, what was uh, we we Cali seventy six. Cali seventy six, of course, yeah. And um, was, what's what was the the spring reverb tanks? Anasound, is it? Yes, of course, yeah. The the Anasound stuff. Um, so, I mean, that's that's been some pretty awesome, pretty awesome stuff. Um, so big, bigger and better stuff than that sounds sounds pretty cool to me. Um, so that's that's where we're going to wrap wrap that for this week. Um, obviously, we've mentioned the the Facebook group. Please, please, please be part of that because that is your your gateway to talking to us and and communicating with us and and sharing your thoughts and feelings and your and and what you want to hear about on the podcast as well. Um, myself, I am Budget Pedal Chap at Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Um, Matt, you are here underscore Matt Q at. Twitch, Twitter, what, Instagram? Twinstagram. <laughs> Twinstagram, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's pretty much us for this week. Thank you so much for making it this far. You are absolute legends. Um, and just for coming back as well, it is a new year and it is glad, I'm, I'm glad to be in your ears. <laughs> uh, so, from from myself Mr Budget Pedal Chap from Mr Matt Quine say bye Matt bye Matt it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week bye bye Yeah, good to be back in it. Yeah.